So yes, that I find very, very helpful that I have spent a majority, a big majority of my life figuring out how to take care of myself mentally, physically, emotionally, and then that woo-woo spiritually or energetically, I call it. Yeah. So aligning all that to be able to be healthy and enjoy life and thrive. And I knew I had this gift within me of just more and more, the more I dived into it and then studied and started coaching people. It's like, yeah, this is what I really, this lights me up. Yeah. Something totally different than having it being all about me. So that's essentially how the journey started and continuing that journey now, which is beautiful. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family, grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence, and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. So I just want to share a little life update with you. Now, as I record this episode, I am just a few weeks out from heading over to Hong Kong and Europe for a one-month sabbatical. Yes, I know, I'm very lucky. And I am super excited as I get to show my sister and daughter around Hong Kong, a place that I had a love affair with for four years after I finished university. I packed up my backpack, I booked seven nights in a hostel, I had $1,000 in my bank account, I had one connection over there and headed for the South China Sea. Why? I really have no idea. I just had a calling and off I went. And it turned out to be the most challenging and rewarding adventure of my life. I got to work in some amazing and not so amazing jobs, bartending in a city that never sleeps, and then getting up to teach English to kindergarten kids did wear me out. But I made some amazing friends. I played women's rugby, which allowed me to travel to some amazing destinations like Sri Lanka and the Middle East. I also got to meet some amazing friends from all over the globe. And they're the kind of friends that will be lifelong. And even though we might not speak for months or years, when we do catch up, it's like we've never been apart. And it'll be the first time seeing many of them since before COVID. But don't worry, if you are part of my courses, membership or done for you, my team will be carrying on as if I have never left. But boy, am I looking forward to a break. As many of you may or may not know, I've jumped back into my real estate business this year. And it's been challenging, I'm not going to lie. And it's really tested my health and mindset that I worked so hard on after stepping away. But lucky enough, I have developed a great toolbox to help me through those times when I feel like giving up or staying in bed. And it's people like my amazing guest today that help create those tools that we all potentially come to rely on in our lives. Meet Anna Bayless. As a mind body coach, Anna is passionate about helping people transform their lives for true happiness and success. But what led her down this path? Well, she spent over two decades as a successful athlete and Olympian. And during this time, Anna developed an in-depth awareness of her body and its physical needs. She consistently found ways to help her body function at its optimal potential, nourishing it with nutritious food, training and rest. 
But she also learned that success isn't just about the physical prowess, it's about mindset and emotional connection. And driven by her own desire for fulfillment, she turned to life coaching to help others achieve the same sense of purpose and passion. Her coaching philosophy is rooted in the belief that everyone has the potential to create a life they love. And she uses a variety of techniques to help her clients tap into that potential. So whether you're looking to improve your health, relationships, or career, she can help. Now, does that sound like something you'd be interested in learning? Well, let's get started creating a life you'll love with a whole lot more confidence and less bad behavior patterns. Thank you so much, Anna, for joining me on the Property Management Podcast. Now, before we dive in, can you please tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you got started doing what you do now? Yeah, thank you, Kylie. It's amazing to be here. Yeah, my name's Anna Bayless. Essentially, I've lived a life, big journey of firstly, being an Olympian was a big part of my journey. I hold that dearly to my heart. And yeah, just a lot of traveling, a lot of living life, a lot of setting goals and achieving them. That's been a big part of my journey. And yeah, now a life coach. So with all the experience that I gained throughout my career as an Olympian and also Commonwealth Games athlete and Ironman as well to add in there, a lot of experience in terms of that mindset of having a really strong mindset to achieve your goals and very much a healthy mindset. So a big value of mine is is health and vitality. So knowing what's good for my body, knowing what's good for my mind, so that mind-body connection. And I love teaching clients and helping them on their journeys to achieve that, what they want to achieve. I'm exhausted just thinking about all that you have done and all that training and what you must have been through over the years. So maybe just share, well, I've come across you through our social media business, Done For You Socials. And what I really love about what you do is that whole holistic approach you were just mentioning there. And there's not too much woohoo, but I do love a bit of woohoo, but there's not (laughs) too much of that. And I know all of this work has a bit of the woohoo element, but yours is like that really holistic approach and it's based on your own lived experiences as well. So um, from being that Olympic athlete to going through traumas, so maybe just share a little bit more about, you know, your Olympian journey, what sports and, you know, how that transformation happened for you. Yeah, sure. The journey, I was always very sporty. As a child, involved in sport, whatever sport it was, I was involved in it. And it wasn't until university where I was studying sports science that I discovered the sport of triathlon. And then sort of that took me and led me into the sport of mountain biking through an injury. So I couldn't run. So I'm like, okay, I'll try mountain biking. And that was the sport that, yeah, I represented Australia at these 2000 Sydney Olympics on home soil in front of my family and friends, which was an incredible experience. And it took me overseas to live for 13 years. I was based in Germany, racing, also running a business. And yeah, the experience was incredible in terms of being able to live and breathe my passion. And I think that's something I've always done is follow that intuition, the inner guidance of what I want to achieve and what makes me happy as well. So riding my bike made me very happy in nature. So combining those values and It certainly took me on a journey where I could travel the world and base myself in another country and learn another language. And I met my now ex-husband on the journey as well. And that sort of, you know, you mentioned trauma before, so I did end up leaving him and the country 
which I thought I was going to live in for the rest of my life. But yeah, so that sort of led me back to Australia, back to my roots, back to base, square one, yeah, with my eight-month-old baby at the time. And yeah, so I guess going through those traumatic experiences with my ex-husband, so he did betray me when I was pregnant with my son. So that was yeah, trauma within trauma and trauma. So having to firstly get through that experience and then build a new home or a new life here in Australia, that was something that you know, is now 10 years ago. And it took me on this self-discovery journey, essentially. So going through what I went through, I started to look within and then I was doing personal training for quite some time. And one of the clients that reached out to me when we were sort of walking and talking, she's like, you're life coaching me. And I was like, oh, (laughs) and she's like, yeah, you look this up. So that's how it started with this one client that just, you know, sort of opened my eyes to it. And I'd very much lived a life of going my own ways, my own goals, quite selfish as an athlete, learned a lot along the way. And then I just had this shift in my life where I just thought, I want to contribute. I want to help people. I want to share my story. I want to connect hearts and be able to give back because I had lived a lot of my life doing things for my own self and my own goals and my career. And I guess having a child changes that too. So the focus changes a little. And I know how to look after myself. And I think that's one thing that many people that come to me and reach out, my clients, the self-care is, there is none. Perhaps they're a people pleaser, perhaps they're a caretaker, wearing these masks and facades that we take on in our conditioning to gain love or to gain attention or whatever it might be. So yes, that I find very, very helpful that I have spent a majority, a big majority of my life figuring out how to take care of myself mentally, physically, emotionally, and then that woo-woo spiritually or energetically, I call it. Yeah. So aligning all that to be able to, to be healthy and enjoy life and thrive. And I just had this gift within me. I just more and more, the more I dived into it and then studied and started coaching people. It's like, yeah, this lights me up. Yeah. Something totally different than having it being all about me. So that's essentially how the journey started. And I'm continuing that journey now, which is beautiful. I can relate so much to what you just mentioned then. And I'm sure many of the people in our audience can relate to that as well. And personally, you know, I've been through the betrayal journey as well, and I'm just coming out the other side of that now. And it rocks your confidence. And that's, I guess, what we're talking about today is that, you know, I've been at an all-time low. Some days it's hard to get out of bed. It's hard to show up online. And even though you still show up and I'm still there, I'm still trying to be that authentic self, but sometimes it feels like there's something missing inside me. But talk to me, how do we... And how do me in particular, but also my audience, if we've gone through those traumas, if we've, you know, going through and everyone's trauma and battles are different, how do we get that confidence back once it's been knocked? <laughs> mm, yes. And knocked is, it certainly does knock you to rock bottom. And I'm sorry to hear that for you, Kylie. Yeah. Betrayal is something that, yeah, you can't describe it until you live through it. But yes, it does. And I was shattered. My whole world was shattered. Yeah. I returned as I said, 10 years ago to my roots, to my parents, lived with them for a few years. It wasn't just the emotional trauma that I went through, but it was also financial. So I came back with literally $2,000 in my back pocket and an eight-month-old. I left everything behind. I signed away everything. So the business we had was in financial strife and, yeah, due to various reasons, but which I won't go into. 
And, you know, I started from absolute nothing. So the confidence was gone. And for me, it was a lot about, I did a lot of prayer. Like for me, we were brought up, my dad is a church goer and I didn't want, believe it. It wasn't into it as a young, young girl. Like, no, I'm not going to church. Yeah. But it's that connection. It's that connection to that greater power, whether it's God, whether it's universe, whether it's something bigger than you, the energy of that that helped me. I did a lot of that, a lot of praying, a lot of, a lot of, you know, connecting with friends and family again. And the first job that I got back into, I think that helped a lot. It was customer service. It was at a, an aquatic center. And just getting myself back out there, I think that was the biggest thing for me, just taking those little steps to build my confidence, right? getting in front of people again. Because at the time, you just don't want to do anything. You don't want to go anywhere. You just, like you said, struggle to get out of bed some days. I mean, I had an eight-month-old. I had, you know, I, was, I had to keep going. And often we need to find that in something to give us that purpose to get up every day as well. And he certainly helped me through, my son, you know, having him there at the time was something that, I, you know, like I said, I was pretty much forced to get out of bed to the crying young baby. But taking those steps, you know, whether it's getting out and doing, you know, of a job that are going to force you to talk, to build your confidence, uh, stepping into the fear. Fear is a big one, you know, fear of getting rejected again, fear of abandonment. Okay, so, you know, looking into those patterns as well has helped me immensely. And I carried an abandonment pattern, okay, in my life. Very first love cheated on me, my ex-husband. Right, so I got to look at how am I showing up for that to occur as well. And that's helped me immensely. And I guess with confidence, there's like a muscle in your body. Like going to the gym, we've got to train that confidence muscle as well. So that's doing things that you say you're going to do. That's a big one. If you say you're going to stick to this routine and you're going to start eating healthy, then it's a matter of you know doing that. Right, that builds confidence as well. So there's, I guess, little steps to take to build back who perhaps you aren't that person that you were at the time either. All right. So at the time that this all happened to me, it was like, well, who was I being? I had to dive deep into that authentic self that you mentioned to really discover, you know, well, who am I? Was I being me at the time? Or, and a lot of us get lost under those masks and facades that we just don't know who we are underneath it. And I think confidence comes with actually being you. So actually being that authentic self, expressing your needs, expressing your emotions, having that person or those close inner circle people that you can talk to instead of doing it on your own. So I think, yes, just certainly over my journey, I've noticed the more I'm being me, the more I'm leaning into and living my passion and my purpose, that confidence comes with it. You know, we can't gain it from the external world. It's not like you purchase a house, okay, or change a job or change your partner to feel more confident, okay? As we all know, that doesn't work. It's about the internal world that needs to be first discovered and peeling away those layers of perhaps trauma that's sitting in your body still energetically, emotionally. Emotions are energy. So if we haven't dealt with and, and processed and felt these traumatic experiences, the body holds onto them and then they come out in certain situations or we self-sabotage. Uh, not to feel the emotion. That's uh, so a fair bit of that inner work that helps with confidence, certainly. Uh, that's a big one for me and what I see in my clients as well. So is there some sort of a practical tool that you can share with our listeners to help them develop that? You know, is there a work tool or mm. worksheet or something that we could work on to maybe unlock some of that trauma or yeah. um, start that inner journey on healing ourselves? Yes. 
Well, firstly, getting to know yourself is a big one. So stopping and listening to what thoughts you're telling yourself, the inner critic. So we all have this inner critic that we've formed uh, at a young age that might be your parent, it might be your teacher, sibling, whoever it might be that's told you things and you've taken it on and then you tell yourself later in life or it continues throughout your life. And often we just need to stop and, yeah, reflect, what am I telling myself in this moment? So getting to know your thought processes is a big one. Getting to know your emotions, what am I feeling right now? And there's certainly tools to feel emotions because we just haven't been taught how to feel an emotion. And that's getting into your body, again, just stopping. So we've got to stop to do this. And a lot of us just do, 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 and don't stop to either feel or notice or witness what am I telling myself? What are my beliefs surrounding whatever it might be, money, health, relationships? What do I hold to be true about these things? So you're really getting to know the inner world, getting to know inner thoughts, beliefs, in an emotional world, right, so that we can then use these strategies, even with stress as a big one too. It's like strategies to reduce that stress in terms of breath work, just taking time to breathe and just stopping. So I think one strategy or tool would be definitely stopping to reflect and get to know your inner world. And you can do this many ways. I mean, even meditation is very helpful or coaching obviously is a, an amazing way to discover yourself and to be able to clear yourself of these blockages, you know, whether it's the mental block in terms of the programs that you're running, those belief systems that are creating your reality. So until we know them, we can't really change much because we're going to stick to those programs that we're conditioned to believe or these beliefs, we're conditioned to believe them. And we'll do whatever we can to, you know, we'll draw an evidence to support those beliefs. Right? So it's not until again, we stop the garden analogy is a great one. It's like the beliefs of those weeds that keep growing in your garden. And it's not until we get to the roots of the weed to really pull it out of the garden to that belief system or the root cause, so where that's come from. And often we can't do that on our own. So coaching is, yeah, or therapy is the way so that you can pull it out from the roots and be able to plant a new seed. I guess the brain can, we can, there's the neuroplasticity of the brain that we can rewire, we can create new thoughts and new beliefs. It's an ongoing process, though, but we sort of do need to find where those blockages are or emotional blockages from trauma, like they're the rocks in your garden perhaps that are blocking these beautiful plants from growing, which is essentially our own self from flourishing and becoming that best possible version of yourself. So finding out, again, feeling into these emotions to release that energy that's in the way and what is in the way is the way is a nice quote. So getting to know yourself is certainly the way to then implement certain strategies and tools. Being aware, being present in the moment. You know, again, back to those thoughts. What am I telling myself right now? What am I feeling right now? Because too often we're externally based, always thinking about, you know, what people will think of us, how we look, right? how we present ourselves, and what people, yeah, if they're judging us, right? these fear of judgment. So a lot comes into our world, our inner world that reflects the outer world. And really, if we can make those adjustments on the inner world, we're, we're going to have a different external world. That's essentially our relationship with our inner world reflects the outer world. So if we can, if we want to make a change, it's about going into that internal world and just again, witnessing what's going on. What am I saying to myself? If you 
you're anything like me, you think you know your rent roll numbers. Well, I thought I did until I had a rent roll health check and I was quite literally shocked. The money I was leaving on the table was astounding and this is not something that I'm proud to admit. There were mismanagement fees, let fees, advertising and lease renewal fees not being charged and properties even without bonds. And all of this was happening despite monthly audits being conducted in my business. So how did I uncover all these gaps in my valuable income? Well, I had a rent roll due diligence from my good friend, Tazi, aka the Rent Roll Queen and founder of the Tazi Way, a specialist in rent roll due diligence, business valuation and management rights. The Tazi Way is the innovative force driving the real estate industry. With 25 years of business and real estate acumen, they find gaps and risks in your agency to find undiscovered value. If you'd like to book your business in for a rent roll due diligence, head to the link in the show notes and mention that property mum for a 10% discount. Yep. I actually feel like you're speaking directly. I feel like you're giving me the coaching that I need to hear right now. Yeah. It's amazing. Sometimes you're meant to hear things at a certain time and I've had a couple of weeks that haven't gone my way, I feel, and I've done a lot of that work. I've mm. been on this journey for about four years now and I do the daily meditation. I'm a massive journaler. I do the breath work. I've got all those tools, but the last couple of weeks, just slowly as my mindset's got into that negative spiral, which I know a lot of people in my audience can relate to getting into that negativity. And then everything just kind of starts falling away and it gets worse and worse. And you just need to hear a reminder, like you've just shared now, to get back to those tools. And that's what it comes down to too, doesn't it? Just having those tools when you ask, when that negativity is building up around you, grab one of those tools and get in the garden. Get in the garden, yes, because we can plant amazing seeds and some of us have incredible already beliefs, okay, that we want to nurture and we want to keep believing and keep acting upon because that's the thing, we act from our beliefs, you know, from our thoughts. That's where we create our feelings are created, our actions or non-actions. And, yes, reminders, we all need reminders because we're going to remember our past but it's not until we remind ourselves, hang on, you know, the tool or strategy that I can implement on my journey. You know, we can know everything, but it's not until we action it, implement it, embed it into our body to change those ways of being, to change those programs. Yeah, so it's certainly, we all do need reminders and I have many on my mirrors and all these sort of affirmations are good too, just to remind yourself. But there is a lot behind feeling past trauma from my experience of coaching that can be a big blocker that can send us crashing down again if we haven't gone into those emotions to feel them and release them. And coming from that Olympic mindset, yeah, anything's possible. We can't override an emotion. It's in the body because the mind will tell you something, but the body's telling you something else. And that's where we fall into these self-sabotage programs over and over or repeat patterns over and over, even though our mindset's super strong. But I'm an Olympian, you know, that shouldn't happen to me. All right, but, you know, a strong mindset is vital. Yeah, certainly is for your mental health, physical health. But again, if your body's telling you something else, that's where we've got to go into the body and feel and witness. Now, being the witness of our own internal world, when we can start doing that more often, that's where the messages are. That's where our feedback is. And even if we're triggered emotionally, whether it's a client or in your line of work or whatever it might be, partner, 
Yeah, it's about going into that feeling of what's going on and we get these amazing messages when we listen to these emotions and release them. And then we bring in other beautiful emotions that perhaps haven't been felt because we've suppressed everything else. Now, the emotional world is, is an incredible one to discover and get to know and connect back to self. And with all these things, you're connecting to the authentic self. So every time you catch yourself in a negative thought, spiral or pattern like you just said you catch yourself that's your authentic self catching you yeah there's no one else catching you but you (laughs) okay but that's the authentic part that's going hang on a minute I'm spiraling right now what is it that I can do to come out of that so you've touched on it a couple of times in here just on that you know our conditioning and our default behaviors what we go back to and I know for me personally I've got a lot of triggers And I am aware of them and I sometimes can catch myself before I explode Mm -hmm. and other times emotionally react and other times it's too late. But I can self-reflect now and go, oh, that was my default is to, you know, react. So can you maybe just talk a little bit more about those learned behaviours or that Mm. conditioning that we have and how we can maybe halt or stop or change Mm. some of those emotional reactions? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) certainly. Emotional reactions, like I said, when we haven't felt the emotions from the past and emotions don't know time, like energy doesn't, yeah, it just comes in at that time because you've been triggered by something and then you become the emotion. That's what emotional reactivity is, essentially. You're reacting from that emotion, okay? So you're not sitting with it, you're not witnessing it, you're becoming it and it's the energy of the emotion. So you'll notice that, that outburst or explosion or some withdraw and shut down. It can be either one. That might resonate with some listeners as well. Essentially, with those triggers to change, because we have emotional patterns, you know, these ones that we're talking about, the reactions, we also have the belief patterns and conditioning. But when it comes to specifically emotions, as you've mentioned here, it is about stopping and witnessing that emotion. Because essentially, from the past, this emotion hasn't been felt. All right, it's been triggered by a person that said something that was similar to someone way back when you were 15, all right, or the, uh, something, a situation's happened that reminds you of your eight-year-old self or in that moment that something happened as an eight-year-old. All right? And that emotion wasn't felt because that eight-year-old perhaps was at school, all right, didn't want to cry, you didn't want to cry in front of your peers at school. So you suppress it, right? You don't tell anyone about it. It sits within you. It stays within you. And then you come to the now present moment and a similar thing happens. Maybe you were laughed at for saying something that happens again. And you're like, oh, that emotion. And then you feel like that eight-year-old, right? So that eight-year-old's actually from the energetic world has come back to express or it doesn't know how to, still doesn't know how to. So it's not until then you go through these steps of getting into your body and actually just witnessing what's the energy doing, right? Where is it in your body? All right? And feeling it, like feel to heal. We've got to feel the energy of the emotion. It can be painful, but it's so rewarding on the other side because then you're connecting back to that, not just connecting back to that eight-year-old self, like that is a beautiful thing because that eight-year-old, you abandon yourself essentially by not feeling the emotion. And it's a key thing when we don't feel our emotions fully, we're abandoning ourselves every time. So we're not really being authentic. When we can connect back, we get that moment to sort of reparent or to actually grow emotionally. Like a lot of us are stuck in the emotional world of that eight-year-old or the 15-year-old teenager, you know, slamming doors and whatever it might be. It's not until we revisit, all right, reconnect, feel physically what's happening in the body, 
owning it that it's your emotion and that's part of the steps and not blaming the teacher or the peer for making fun of you or blaming your ex-boyfriend when you're 15 for whatever happened it's about owning it it's here in my body because it's yours and often that's a big blocker is not owning your emotion and just wanting to blame someone until we then can fully feel it own it release it they're like clouds emotions you have the sky's always blue and when those clouds shift and you witness it and then you release it, that's where you reduce the energy in your body, reduce the emotion. It's like we all have this bucket full of, I say, emotion or trauma, and trauma is any emotion that hasn't been fully felt. Like you get to think it comes in as an eight-year-old, you're feeling humiliated, you don't feel it, the circle doesn't complete. Not until you get triggered later in life, you get a chance to complete it. And that's the beautiful thing because once you complete it, the energy in that bucket has lessened. Instead, explosion or reactivity whereby it hasn't been released and it's still in the body until the next trigger. Yep. When the next trigger comes, that emotion will come with it. And it's a beautiful process when we can. And that's part of what I do with my clients is reconnect back. You get to grow emotionally. And that is a gift because we grow intellectually. We go to uni, whatever. If you don't, that's okay too. But we learn at school. So intellectually, we're growing. Physically, we grow. Uh, but emotionally, a lot of people are stuck in that childhood or in teenage years and that creates in relationships from what I've found, that's where relationships, yeah, they butt heads or two when both are triggered and it's almost like children fighting. Until we can really work through triggers with your partner or you can do it separately but when that happens, you can, you know, relationships just change and another level. Because that emotional world, then you are starting to grow, to be more in touch with your emotions. So you're in touch with yourself and you've given your childhood, those younger wounded children or your wounded child, yeah, you've reconnected back. And that is beautiful. It's a healing journey and a process. And it does help you then have more of a peaceful, calm, energetic inner world, which then reflects your outer world. And then next time that that certain situation that you possibly would have been triggered, you're no longer. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's happened. All right? But there's no emotional reaction from it because you felt it. Yeah, that so is amazing. I feel like I've just had, wow, I'm just like, that is the best advice and coaching I have, have received it. There's so much to take away in there and so much value. So thank you so much for sharing all of your amazing life coaching expertise with us. Now, I love personal development and I feel like you are the personal development that people need to get after this episode. But can you share a tool, a resource or a book or podcast even that yeah. you think will help our listeners? Oh, this is a good question. I have literally from every, I don't know, you know, as we do when we're on this journey, listen to so many different things and then sort of build our own belief system or what we take in certain things along the way. Right? It's not until sometimes you hear it from one, doesn't sink in, you know, 10 times or the 10th time from someone else and they say it a different way and then it sinks in. Right? So there's, there's just so many out there and I think you've got to listen to your own intuition as to where it guides you. That's my belief surrounding that, that you'll come to these like, you know, today, you know, this is the right time to hear it. Yeah, just uh, perhaps, you know, if there's something specific you want to work on, then you look to 
yeah, you can you can either you know go on Instagram or what have you. There's so many out there, and just depending what area you want to work on. Uh, I don't have a specific one. I have lots. I have Joe Dispenza. I love Joe Dispenza for mindset. So he's you are the placebo or breaking the habit of being yourself. So those two books I've seen him live. So I love that mindset from him about changing your thought patterns. He goes into the science of it. You can, you know, right down to the DNA and the cells. So I very much love his meditations too. So he's been a big part of my journey. The emotional world, the emotional side, there's a lot there. I mean, the holistic psychologists, they're amazing when it comes to emotions and feeling them and trauma, very much on the same page. And then I've created my own program. So for anyone that, you know, I'm sure we'll put that in the links, but I've sort of from everything I've learned, from my own experience, from what I believe we need to be taught that we weren't, for, for example, emotions, I put this all into one program called MOVE, so MOVE Outdoors Variety Education uh, or MOVE them for men, so just with an M on the end. So a group journey where I literally educate on all these things, including nutrition, purpose, yeah, setting boundaries, routines, rituals, intimacy, relationships. It's got everything in there that I believe that we all need to know. It's education for life from everything that I've you know, resourced and studied and lived, and especially from my experience with clients. And so I've been running it now for two, three years now and having the experience from it and knowing what the clients are really taking on. And then it's about actioning it. So yes, resources are amazing and books and podcasts, but it's not to be actually action what you're learning because then you become a library and you become the person that knows everything. But until you take those steps to change and to really go against the grain, go against your conditioning, go against what you thought was true, uh, feel into those emotions, which is, again, taking action. You've got to take action. And a lot of us don't and can't take action in a direction that's either resourceful or helping us move forward in life because we're blocked. Like I said, the garden, back to the analogy. There's so many blockages that are in the way of taking that action that's actually aligned with where you want to go. All right? So uncovering those is vital and that's part of the journey as well that I take. It's not just the education, it's actually uncovering in one-on-one sessions what's going on there so you can build this beautiful garden with amazing plants you know, that you're going to harvest yeah, for years and years and years to come. All right? It's planting those seeds early on in the journey and being able to then Take action aligned with that. Yeah, so I guess from, again, all the experience and, and having that program, it's almost like that one-stop shop where you've know, you got access to everything. You don't have to go podcast, hundreds of podcasts or books. They are good, don't get me wrong. And, you know, it's part of everyone's journey to alongside anything that you're doing is have your own little pool of research and books that you refer back to or you learn from. That certainly is and has been a big part of my journey. Answer that. Yes. No, that's amazing. You can sign me up for your next MOVE program. I am definitely <laughs> in for that. The value that you've shared today is absolutely amazing. And I think the biggest thing that I loved hearing you say was that confidence starts with being your authentic self. I think that's a really amazing message for everybody to take on board. So how can our audience connect with you further or find out more about your MOVE program? Yeah, so looking up Anna Bayless in Google search, so annabayless.com.au, so my name. Also on yeah, socials, so Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you might be looking, 
my name again. My name sort of comes up uh, when you do a search. Yeah, so that's pretty much and there's information about move there. There's some bits and pieces on YouTube with testimonials. Yeah, but essentially the web page or socials is where you'll find me. Amazing. Thank you so much, Anna, for sharing all your amazing wisdom with us today. Thanks, Kylie. Appreciate it. There's been so much talk of stress, overwhelm and burnout in property management lately. Do you want to know how I overcame all of that? Yes, I hit rock bottom multiple times, but I got myself a virtual assistant. Actually, not just one, but three. But I didn't just get any VA, I got a PMVA. What are they? Well, they are the most well-trained in the business. And not only that, you also have a backup VA, so that essentially your business is never without admin support support ever again and my health time and business has never looked back your pmva can take care of tasks like rent arrears lease preparation and renewals maintenance follow-up routine inspection bookings data entry audits prospecting inbox management and so much more and the best part of implementing a pmva in my business was that it freed up my time and my team's time to take care of important things like customer service. What makes me feel so safe is that PMVA is owned by Tiffany Botel, both here and in the Philippines, making my data secure and giving me more control over the VA arrangement. So head to the link in the show notes to book in your discovery call with Lady Boss Tiff. Can I ask you a quick favor before you leave this episode? Now, we all know how important reviews are for businesses these days, and mine is no different. If you could spare just a minute to follow, rate, and review this podcast, it would mean a lot to me. In fact, what would get me super excited is if you share this podcast with someone in the industry who you think might need to hear some of the episodes right now. And if you'd like to find out more about working with me or any of the products I have to help you start, grow or scale your property management business, head to my website, thatpropertymum.com.au or check out the links in the show notes.